Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I am Jillian Landis, and I'm Marie Wallace, and we are your hosts today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I'm Jillian Landis, and I'm here with my co-host today, Marie Wallace. Hello, everybody. And we're super pumped to be here with you today. We are going to be talking about unconditional love and all of the confusion that can happen around those, those two little words. Um, so I'm going to start out with a post, um, an article that I wrote this last week that really hit home for me. And then we'll take it from there. My misunderstanding of this concept has caused some of the most painful experiences of my life what I thought it was, what I thought it wasn't. Ironically, the idea of unconditional love fucked me the hell up. It was the weapon I used to beat myself up. It was the justification I used to betray myself. It was the excuse I used to stay in horribly dishonoring situations. I was tortured by the idea of abandoning someone, disappointing someone, letting someone down, or failing to overlook someone else's weaknesses, because that's not unconditionally loving, right? <laughs> Here's where I was all twisted up. I thought unconditional love meant complete unconditional tolerance of those I loved. I thought unconditional love meant having compassion for others' shadow slash illness slash wounds and sticking it out with them. I thought it meant allowing all kinds of unacceptable behavior in my space. I thought it entitled people to my time, energy, and resources. But unconditional love is not tolerating someone's blatant disregard for your needs. Unconditional love is not compromising your own needs for someone else's needs. Unconditional love is not allowing abuse or harm due to your compassion for someone's physical or mental illness, substance addictions, or past trauma. Unconditional love is not tolerating behavior out of alignment with your values. Unconditional love is not allowing physical, mental, emotional, social, or financial harm to continue, even when someone repeatedly says they will change. Unconditional love is not giving unconditional access to your time, space, energy, and resources. Unconditional love is not loyalty to someone, no matter what their behavior is. Unconditional love is being in full acknowledgement and acceptance of every person the way they are, their light and their shadow. It is recognizing our equal humanity and power. When I am most fully aligned with love, I honor myself, I honor my values, I honor others. This means I can sometimes love someone best without giving them access to my space. I can sometimes love someone best without sharing my time. I can sometimes love someone best without sharing my attention, money, or resources. I can sometimes love someone best 
without sharing myself. Today, I am able to hold a much more constant, deeper, and unconditional love for all human beings without compromising myself, my boundaries, or my values. That is very well said. Very well said. Took me a long, painful journey (laughs) to understand that because I really was so confused. You know, we're all told to be unconditionally loving growing up and then we don't have a clear definition of what that means. And again, it's unprogramming some of the things that were programmed when we were younger of what that really is and what it really means. You so well defined it there. Thank you. It doesn't mean unlimited access. Yeah. That one just really stuck out for me. Yeah, and that's so true for me too, as I felt if I was unconditionally loving that I needed to accept everyone in my space. I do get to accept them as they are and Mm -hmm. not try to change them, but the thing is... When we give someone access to our space and to ourselves, then if we don't like how they're treating us, then we're left with no other option but to try to change them Mm -hmm. into what we want, which is very dishonoring, Mm -hmm. right? It's not the natural flow of what things are. I get to allow people to be who they are. That is unconditionally loving. And that also means sometimes that's not a good fit for my space. Mm -hmm. It also means that you're compromising your own values and and love for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. It became conditional somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting how that twisted view, it did become very conditional. You think that you're being unconditionally loving, but because you've compromised yourself and you're not loving yourself, then it ends up really twisting this idea where you're just trying to manipulate that person into being loving towards you because you know you deserve it. Deep down, we all know. Like we're all seeking this alignment with honor, whether we're doing it consciously or not. Mm -hmm. We all know it's there. And so if someone's being disrespectful to us, we're left with two options. We can either <laughs> yep. we can either force them in every way that we can to be respectful, which is You will y- love me. Yeah. It's and I have definitely gone down I that have road, beat my head against that wall <laughs> for many years. Yeah. You will love me the way that I deserve to be loved. Well that doesn't ever work. Or you can honor yourself to the degree that you are willing to shift and change relationships or even let them go. Mm-hmm when they don't honor you. It's not about forcing the person to honor you. It's honoring yourself enough to say, well, this relationship gets to have less access of my time or, you know, I, I'm not willing to be with you in person. I'm not willing to have you in my home. I'm not willing to whatever the you know, situation is. I feel safer when I have a third party. I feel safer if it's just written communication. Whatever mm-hmm. your boundaries are, however you need to change that relationship to honor yourself, do it. Well, like you've talked about in the past, or we have, it just there's that spectrum of what that access looks like. Yeah. And that's something that, you, that we all deserve to take a little extra time to um, expand on what that looks like for us so that we know how to honor our time and access and we know what the variables are Mm -hmm. so that we can make good decisions because once you have that clear 
idea of what you value, it's easier to decide where they are on the spectrum. Does yep. that make sense what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I often It's clearly defined for me so that it's easier to communicate to someone else what yeah, that line is. The way that I um like there's a spectrum that I often encourage people to utilize um when we're talking about relationships that don't feel safe. Mm. So there's often this dilemma that comes up where people will say, well, this is my child or this is, this is my spouse. I'm not ready to let them go or, or, um, you know, a close relationship. And so we get to explore, well, how do you love them on your terms? Because we often just think it's a one way or the other way. Like you either have them in your life or you Mm -hmm. don't. And it's not that simple. Um, you can, you can set boundaries and parameters around how they access you. So there, that spectrum can be all the way from one end where it's a one way contact. I will send them notes and maybe gifts or whatever, and there's no access to me. It's a one way street. I tell them or show them I love them and that's it all the way up to I'm fully comfortable with this person being in my home, I'm fully comfortable being alone with them, like that's mm-hmm. that's the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. and everything in between. That could be I'm comfortable with exchanging letters or I'm comfortable with a third party present or I'm comfortable with uh, phone calls. Like there's mm-hmm. so many different ways that we can feel safe um, while we are loving. So it's this balance of self-worth knowing this is how I feel safe and I deserve to be safe no matter what. Like loving someone does not ever mean that I compromise my Mm. safety. So we get to determine how do I love on my terms where I'm still taking care of myself and I'm still safe. I'm so grateful for this conversation because there are a lot of women especially, I, I know there are some men, but women in general who really need to hear this portion of, of how to handle that safety piece mm-hmm. and how to still be loving without compromising. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is just a really important conversation. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one or the other. But, you know, it's also super freeing to me that loving someone doesn't mean that I have to have them in my space. It doesn't mean that I have to... Um, anything. compromise have yourself. to anything <laughs> I don't yeah. have to anything <laughs> yep I can love you with a 10-foot pole <laughs> exactly and yeah um, I also the other piece was towards the end of what love unconditional love really is mm. and that's accepting and acknowledging who they are as a person with mm-hmm. all their light and all the shadow mm-hmm. and I think that's an important piece mm-hmm. as well Well, it goes back to, yeah, what we said earlier, like if somebody, if I'm allowing somebody in my space that's dishonoring, I'm automatically going to be manipulating them, Mm -hmm. which is actually the opposite of love, right? I'm going to be manipulating them to be the person I want them to be instead of who they actually are. So full unconditional love is accepting their light and their shadow. That means if they're a drug addict, you know, I'm accepting that. I'm not trying to change that. That's their path and they get to... They get to walk they it chose and they get it. to find yeah. their answers. Um, you know, it could be someone struggling with an illness. It could be someone struggling with, you know, things that we might define as super icky, like they're a child molester or they're, um, I mean, they, there's all sorts of shadow that we could hold judgment towards. 
Um, and, and the thing is like, no, we don't have to hold that in our space, but we do get to allow them to be fully walking in their own journey. And that doesn't mean that I, I get permission for them right. to, you know, hurt other people. However, like there is a system mm-hmm. that is in place that is meant to, um, correct that behavior. And, um, there's, <laughs> there's karma there. So my, my place in that might be. You know, I don't turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. I can report things that are necessary to report. Um, I can hold accountability for behaviors, but I don't have to. I don't have to let them in my space, mm-hmm. and I don't have to look at them like shun them, mm-hmm. like say that you're a bad person. You're a you're someone that is is wrong and bad. Like those are icky, icky feelings and words and energies. Um, I accept you as you are knowing we both have shadow mm-hmm. to heal. We both have shadow to heal. Um, I am not willing to let your shadow hurt me. Mm-hmm. I'm not available for that. But it's also dishonoring to them to not... Um, so, so it's dishonoring not to to, uh, to accept all those things, like you said. I'm judging whether their, if we use the word sin, is greater than ours or their Mm. journey is, um, Mm -hmm. we're judging their journey and Mm. and we don't know enough. We don't know enough about all the things that made this person see, do, behave the way they are. Yeah. And it's not my business. Yep. And it's not my business to know any of that. Will I still be responsible, like you said, and report them if if I need to report them? Is it, you know, well, I do all the things to protect other people in that mm-hmm. case. That's true. But it's still honoring to myself, to others that I love and care about, and even to that person to do the things that I know mm-hmm. are, you know, right in that situation without the judgment. And there's more joy in the world if... I'm not judging other people. It takes too much time and energy to worry, put any time into what's going on with anyone else. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that that term, it's not my business. Yes. Um, You know, when I hold people in my space that aren't honoring and aren't meant to be there, I am making their business my business. I'm trying to shift them and change them um, in order to be aligned in alignment with me. And um, that isn't my business. It is my business who I allow in my space and mm-hmm. protecting my sacred space is my business. Um, that means I get to vigilantly clean up <laughs> whenever yes. there are misalignments happening Mm -hmm. and this is a constant process you're Mm -hmm. never done never um you know i get to have a close inner circle of people who meet a a set of standards my boundaries my requirements for being in my space Mm -hmm. and those relationships are always shifting and changing just as i am shifting and changing and so i always get to be aware of what's working and not working and what what feels good and what doesn't and um and that this may sound very selfish to some people. Mm-hmm. And here's what I want you to hear is that when you are that vigilant in protecting your space and honoring yourself, you allow yourself to be in such a space of alignment 
that you have the greatest impact in our mm -hmm. world. So when you are constantly allowing people in your space that dishonor you, I guarantee you, you will be spending a ton of time <laughs> trying to set boundaries and express yourself and having conflicts and it's exhausting. It's a leak. It's an energy leak. And it's distracting you from the the reason you're here. Yes. If I'm out of alignment, I definitely can't be doing the things I was meant to do on this earth. I'm spending too much time in the wrong space. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's Absolutely. distracting and we find our inspiration when we're not <laughs> fighting against everyone else in our space. If your life is defined by um, trying to communicate your needs, fighting to get your needs met. That's an indicator. <laughs> yeah, like that's... Something's out of that alignment. That is taking away so much of your time and energy from what you're here to do. And so it is literally the least selfish thing that you could do is to pour your time and energy into yourself to mm -hmm. clean up your space so that you have the focus and energy you need to really be tapping into your potential, your purpose on this planet so that you have the greatest impact on the world. The greatest impact is for sure. Yeah, I think um, it's really key that we get over this word, selfish. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think going back to what you said earlier, um, is what's working and not working is, was, is just, it's the question to ask more than anything. Cause is it working for me? And it, and it does sound selfish, but if it's not working for me, I can't put my energy where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really good question and it takes judgment out. It's either working or not working. Is this relationship working or not working? And and that you can go really deep with that question or on the surface, but but it really takes judgment out of it when I'm talking about what's working and not working. Yeah, that's that's so perfect because that's exactly what we're talking about. That love is saying you are not bad and wrong. Right. You are perfectly acceptable exactly the way you are. And I can say that and I can say this is just not a good fit for me right mm -hmm. now. And if you can equate this to something like a job, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with working at, at McDonald's, but that's not a good fit for me. It was when you were 16, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Or working on Wall Street. Is, it can be <laughs> a great a job for, for some <laughs> people, but that's not a good fit for me. It's not about making it bad and wrong. It's about saying it's just not a good fit. It's not a match for me. Mm -hmm. And people are the same way. It's not about making them bad and wrong. It's saying this just isn't a good fit for me. And by acknowledging that, you honor both people. Because if I were to go get a job at McDonald's, I guarantee you I would be unhappy and I would make them unhappy because <laughs> I would be a shitty employee. <laughs> Because I would not be inspired. I would not feel lit up. I would feel resentful that I wasn't doing what I was meant to do. So it'd but be a bad fit people, for both people. There are people that um, really love that job. And they're the people yes. that deserve to be there. I Last year I was um, out in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. And there was this cashier at Jackson's, which I could never be a cashier to me just um but she loved her job and you can tell and, and she was so excited and lit up by these people and, mm -hmm. and that's I, I i can't remember 
um, who said this, but whatever you do, be a good one. Yeah. Whether you're a janitor or you're a, yes. A, like you said, Wall Street or teacher or a fireman or whatever you are, just be a good one. And I also had a server at this restaurant, loved, loved, loved his job. And I had to go to the same restaurant for a week. <laughs> and so I knew that he was consistent about that. Like every single day I showed up, every single day he was that joyous, that happy, really glad to see me. So I knew that it wasn't this once one day kind of thing so yeah do the things that light you up and make you feel alive and and that you are contributing it doesn't matter what it is just be a good one yes that's so good so key and I think that goes with relationships too mm -hmm. like whatever you're in be fully in it and um, it's a really great indicator if you're walking around with one foot out or you're trying to convince yourself to be happy or trying to convince uh. yourself to feel inspired. It's not mm. the right job for you. It's not the right relationship for you. Like pay attention to those things. Those um, those intuitive pings are, are meant to be there. They're meant to tell you something. And uh, we are meant to be walking this planet feeling alive and tuned in and um, fully passionate about our lives and what we're doing. And if you're not feeling that way, there's something wrong. I want to address one small thing in as far as relationships, because relationships are a little bit complicated. It doesn't mean that you're going to be in joy at all mm. times, mm -hmm. because I had a client come to me saying, you know, there's something missing. And they were just in the season of the relationship where where they weren't sure what to do with their, um, they were kind of bored. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's the relationship gets in this stage of they're working and I'm working and we don't have a lot of joy in the middle. That doesn't mean it's not a good relationship. It's just might be the season of the relationship. So know that your, your relationships will go in seasons. But if I am going around with one foot in and one foot out and it's a disconnect and it's not a, the relationship's not aligned, I have to look at a lot of things. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm compromising who I am and what I value and I'm, um, also feeling unsafe or any of those indicators, that's a different kind of thing than, than having a season of a relationship where just maybe at the time we're not really connected. And then I just look at something different to reconnect. Well, and, and there may be like a lack of connection still is a symptom of a, a symptom of a problem. It doesn't mean that the relationship is wrong. Right. It means there's a, there's a symptom we get to dig we into. We need to work on. So yeah. we get to look at what does need to change in the relationship. Yes. And we get to look at maybe we're in jobs that are sucking the life out of yes. us so that we aren't capable of yeah. showing up in our relationships. Like there's all sorts of things yeah, I'm that glad are you there, brought that up. but like there's always some sort of a symptom. We're not meant to be disconnected right. ever, ever in any season. We're not meant to be. So it could be, you know, reevaluating. Maybe we're working too many hours. Mm -hmm. Maybe the focus, you know, there's other things. Sure. Um, it's, I'm not saying that sure. it's always the wrong relationship, which right. is a great clarification. Yes. Um, it doesn't always mean it's the wrong relationship. Um, if you can even say like a wrong, right or wrong right. relationship, because if you're in a relationship, there's a reason why you got yes. there. There's always it's a part reason of the why journey. You got there. It might be a season. 
Um, that's, that's very true. A lot of people are just in relationships that are for a season um, to teach us something. But um, yeah, we get to look at the symptoms. We, look, we get to look at what's happening, why are we not feeling alive and tapped in. And this is a constant evaluative process, whether it's you know how you're spending your time, work, um, relationship, and, and constantly evaluating what we can do to mm -hmm. be tapped in. What, what is our intuition telling us? Mm -hmm. Because our, our intuition's always speaking. And discontentment is a really great way that our intuition speaks to us and exactly. tells us that something is out of alignment. Right. You know, it's just like your car. You know, mm -hmm. you, you gotta constantly be taking it into the shop when it tells you there's there's an issue. It's got a leak or a light on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean that the car is bad. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go, you know, trade your car in. No, it just means it needs some upkeep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Back to our indicator. It's an indicator to look at. I just wanted to clarify that it wasn't always really clear mm -hmm. as to just to dig deeper. Sometimes we, we get to dig deeper and take responsibility. Sometimes um, in our relationships, we try to give too much responsibility to the other person. So totally. taking on our own responsibility and Yes. Yep. I think blame, blame is a big deal. Um, but then again, like going back to what's working, like it takes the blame out. It's not saying you're doing something bad or I'm doing something mm -hmm. bad. It's saying, is this working for us? And if it's not, maybe the answer is that we want to just tweak something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the thing is with relationships, it gets to be a win-win solution always. So it gets to be something that works for both people. Not well, Going back to your car metaphor, if, if I got a big oil leak and, a, and some seals and a whole engine at some point, it's time to get a new car. So, mm -hmm. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, my, my coach said something that really resonated with me, and that is that um, if you're in a relationship, most people are in relationships where 95% of the relationship doesn't feel good mm -hmm. and 5% of the relationship feels great. And so they're always trying to expand that 5% and working <laughs> to get that more That's of that 5%. Great way. Yeah. And, um, and we get to be honest about where we're at in our relationships. And if 95% of our relationship is shitty <laughs> and dishonoring, yeah. we get to own that. We get to look at that honestly and deciding you're more than welcome to say this is what you want and you can stay. Mm -hmm. But at least be honest about where you're at. Um, ideally, we want our relationships to be 95% great, right? It's mm -hmm. all flowing well and we're equal partners and we're... Um, we got good communication and we're connected and we feel great and 5% of the time maybe yeah we got some rough patches and we got some issues to mm -hmm. communicate better or whatever but if your relationships aren't you know the vast majority of the time feeling really tapped in and great we really have some things to look at mm-hmm for real mm-hmm when both people are um, invested in a relationship, they're both willing to make changes. They're both willing to say what's working for you, what's what's not working for mm -hmm. you, and, and they both equally care about the other person. Mm -hmm. um, the answer is never, you know, well, that's too bad. <laughs> you know, but I hear these things. Mm -hmm. I hear these things I in coaching too. sessions, and it's sad. 
Um, like that doesn't get to be the answer for either partner of, of a relationship. You well, know? it's not a partnership. It's, it's not mocking the other person's needs. It's not downplaying. It's not dismissing. It's, it's hearing each other and working on win-win solutions. And, um, even if that's tough and even if the answers don't always seem clear, we're both still coming to the table and caring about mm-hmm. what the other person has to say and what their exactly. needs are. And we're actively always trying new solutions. That's unconditional love. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and if it's not there, that's okay too to say, you know, I understand this is where you're at and you're not really capable of seeing another person's needs. And, mm-hmm. and so I accept you for who you are. And that means you're not a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's a yes and. Yeah. Yeah, you can be who you are, and I can say, this is not working for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough. And there's tough, a lot of tough. freedom in that, but there's also so much joy when you have that relationship. Just know that you're fighting for this relationship that is 95%. Yes. And and it, it, it does exist, and it's wonderful and amazing, and you feel that joy most of the time. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like... I've I've done it myself and I've seen other people do it, but we sell ourselves short when we we say, well, no, this relationship is good enough. Yeah. And you're getting 5%. Yeah. Is that really good enough? Are you willing to go to the grave with that? Yeah. Forever and ever? Like, that's, that's what you're willing to get? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know? Because the, their fear is greater that they won't ever find that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you can't ever create space for them unless you no. let go of the the 95% like not great. Well, you're tolerating someone. Totally. Totally just tolerating and you're really not expanding on the love that you're truly capable of. And then of. again, manipulating. Again, for, to manipulate, get more, about, yeah, back. more than that 5%. We're manipulating to get Going more. Going for 7. Seven. <laughs> 7%. <laughs> yeah, so it's not honoring to either one of you. So, mm-hmm. um... Again, you know, what I thought was unconditional love was, was honestly manipulation and and betraying myself. Like, it was a, it was a lot of shadow. It was a lot of ickiness. Um, so, very deep. Let's clean up those relationships. <laughs> yeah. We'll clean up our space. Yep. In general. Definitely. Because you were meant for more. Absolutely. We were all meant to have really spectacular relationships and jobs. And, and lives. And spectacular lives. Spectacular lives. Yep, and and uh, it's not just for an elite few; it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I'm so glad that you guys joined us today for this yes. conversation about unconditional love. I hope it's feeling a little less confusing for you, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts and anything that's come up for you, even if it's a disagreement. Tell me about it. Questions, topics. Yeah. We love that stuff. Please, please. So if you want to contact us, you can contact me through defytheaverage at gmail, and you can contact Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. And with that, we will wrap up today. We will be with you every Thursday. So uh, if you have a a, a topic recommendation, please throw that our way and we'll be sure to talk about it on the air with you. With that, have a phenomenal week and we will talk to you next time. You're awesome. Bye-bye. Bye.